0: The Dragon Rebred is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know that Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle were all armadillos? What? Really? If you did know that, you were wrong, because Plato is not real. (laughs) Wake up, (laughs) sheepadillos.
0: For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club.
1: Wheel of Time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're talking about chapters 23 to 25 of A Memory of Light, book 14 of The Wheel of Time.
2: Previously, the armies of the light just can't catch a break. Ambushed on two fronts, and one of their forces half wiped out by Sharon showing up to the party. On the bright side, I guess they can just... Point the Shanchan and the Shards at each other and have them wipe each other out? That'd be kinda great, right? Yeah. Uh, Rand and Egwene learn that the seals they've been toting around are fakes, which poses a risk to Rand's plan to sword fight the Dark One. Perrin learns that Grendel Hessalon has been fucking with General's brains, which probably explains why this war is going so poorly. Egwene and Gwyn are hunkered down behind enemy lines, spitting distance from Demandred and a literal army of channelers, and you know Gwyn is just itching to put on those blood rings. <laughs> The day of Rand's final battle approaches, and so far, it's kind of just bad news all around. Yeah. Like, they, aren't they like, like? I feel like there's everyone saying tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day I'm going to fight the dark one, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It's like in West Side Story, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like the song.
1: Yeah. Tonight.
2: Right. Uh, I thought you meant tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's it. fight the dark ones. Like, oh, <laughs> that's the, the, in the same sequel thing? to West Side Story yeah that's the same in the same continuous uh multiverse and I
1: guess hey, that was in
2: Les Miserables, too
1: right one yeah. day more
2: yeah it's all about the it's all well that was that was the prequel <laughs> right.
1: yeah, yeah, the French prequel right chapter twenty three at the edge of time I kind of the lace of ages uh I gotta say I'm kind of into all this like world falling apart the future poised on the edge of a knife like kind of like heavy metal album cover stuff we're getting into
2: yeah right? so you know, Gwyn is doing his Gwyn thing, but there is an interesting little point here, which is that for some reason uh, he's sent Liane, but not Egwene.
1: Do we know why that is? Maybe he was just closer to her. Oh, I, mean, I, I feel, feel like she was bad luck,
2: like right under his like you know right under his nose. But maybe, yeah.
1: I don't know. I was trying. I was
2: trying to determine if this is like a hint about Liane being a certain thing, or maybe Egwene is somehow shielded you by. Know, something. No, I didn't I even know. think about that. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Maybe it's like, um, like, like in Rick and Morty, where Rick keeps like a really stupid person nearby. So can't <laughs> That's a detected. shield.
2: That's right. Like, so, so, Gwen like counters Egwene's, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> aura. <laughs> like that, that that pile's full of idiots. I can't <laughs> no, one, no one matters in there. Yeah, I mean, they're bonded, right? So he's like sucking away her, her, her talent. You know.
1: You know, it's a good question. Maybe Gawain snuck a blood ring onto her while she was sleeping.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking God. of, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> speaking of which.
1: I fucking knew it. Yeah. I wrote it in all caps here. I fucking knew they, it. They sneak out of the camp and they are helped greatly because Gawain has put one of the rings on. Apparently he one did it like the last chapter. Yeah. yeah. Is it one of them? I probably put them all on. But he, <laughs> but he still hasn't. It's from a Gawin's perspective and she doesn't know yet really, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we're going to get to find out what happens when you blend a blood ring with the, like the whole blood ring draining thing with the water bond. Because, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> um, maybe it'll kill G- uh, Gwen too. We don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out because, I mean, that nobody so far has said, oh yeah, that you can stop that once it starts, right? Yeah, no, not once. They're like, yeah,
2: once you put it on, that's kind of the end of the end of the
1: deal. yeah
0: Wait, what's their ship name? Is it
2: Gawain, or
1: is it Egwin? Uh, <laughs> Egwin. Um, Egwin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Egwin. Yeah. I, like, I like Gawain. Gawain. Gawain? Kind of like Gawain in The Green Knight. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but I like that uh, <laughs> uh, Egwin almost gets got, but is rescued by Laelwyn. Yeah. So Leilowin's proving herself. Good for yeah. her. Uh, I, Gawain... Laywin's like you shouldn't be doing that, dude, wearing those blood rings and Gwen remembers that like, ah, she told me it might kill me. Which is not what they said, Gwen. No. What not they at said all. is like, it's for sure going to kill you 100% of the time. That's what everybody said, Gwen. I want to point out here that like one of the first things Gwen thinks
2: is like, oh, I can't wait to, to duel people with my new my new <laughs> thing, right? And then when Gwen gets caught Gwen yeah. is not there, you know. Yeah, he's, he's off, somewhere else. He's off dueling people with
1: his fucking blood rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. find they they go. Gwen gets caught by like a channeler, and, and and she has to like signal Gwen by panicking through the bond. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's not around. Yeah, yeah. he still doesn't get there in time. Leowyn
2: gets there first. Yeah, Leowyn does rescue her, fortunately, because yeah, as they as as they're traveling. They find uh, a, an array of bodies that Gwyn has killed <laughs> in his know. blood ring. It's like, well, this is what I was doing <laughs> instead of actually protecting you. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, uh, maybe this... those are it's useful. You know, we got them all done at once and then, uh, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe Gwyn's useful. So then Avienda leads the Channelers in the attack on Thakondar. Uh, they slaughter those Forge Worker guys, which is a shame. I thought they were kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like... Uh, it's a little anticlimactic because I feel like they built
2: they built these guys up. They even say like, "Oh, they say that they can be really fearsome warriors," but like, not if you just chop their heads off with magic. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, not so much. I guess not much, not of a problem there. Um,
1: the whole the battle is pretty fierce against all the trolls. You know, the they're, they're, like, end is just the Chandler part of the battle. They kind of steamroll this thing, and it, it,
2: it, you just get the impression that the Shadow never expected somebody to actually walk into here, right?
1: Yeah, right. They, they put a lot of work into the reputation of this place. Yeah. And she spies Rand and his squad, Moraine and naive, and Tom, Marilyn. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because he's, he's her warder now.
1: Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah. yeah I, I, was, I was thinking, like, why is he here? Yeah. He seems too smart for this, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, walking into actual hell. Yeah. Tom's probably, like Tom would be like, you know, um, I'm yeah. just going to, you know what? I'm going to write a great story about this later, yeah. but you just tell me about all, like, all I
1: love that. your plan. I think you guys are going to do great. Do you are you gonna need songs while no. you're in there while you're in the pit of doom? Because no. if not, I think I might stuff this one out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, he's a warder now, so I guess that means he just gets dragged into other bullshit that, that Moraine gets gets into. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's I mean, he should have asked Lan about that. He should have gotten a reference. Moraine <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. drags you into a lot of bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I think he does actually wait outside, so you know, like there's something. He doesn't actually go
1: into the the literal mouth of yeah. darkness, That's right? That's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, uh there's a momentary eclipse which freaks everybody out.
0: Yeah. I wonder why he put that in there.
1: Yeah, right. I was wondering about this. Kind yeah. Kind of like
0: a time marker for all the different storylines going
1: on. Was this maybe like a, a prophecy? Because they yeah. did feel like right like later on, right before Rand goes into the pit like his wound stuff starts bleeding and squirts out and gets some blood on the rocks and is like, oh, that's the prophecy. <laughs> Chip, blood on the rocks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah moon, go, moon turns
2: dark. Blood Duke. on the rocks.
1: We're good to go. Right. Yeah. It's like you know these are the things. The things that happen.
2: Yeah. I. I. That's that's a great, a great idea. Like a great, like supposition, I guess. But um, I, I was trying to figure out if it was maybe
1: some like creature or some like. That's book. what I thought. I thought it was like the dark one was gonna blot out the sun and his you know show his face or like you know peek, in, peek in through the hole. Hey. But it seems it's to be more like... like
0: the Teletubby baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually the dark one. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. They, the, the Teletubbies bore a hole into his prison. <laughs>
2: but, uh, I, I uh, yeah, I, I think it's really just an eclipse. Because I, I think they mentioned the Aes Sedai are like, oh, yeah, that's going to... That'll go away.
1: Yeah. Huh. Isn't that
0: something from history, though? Wasn't there a famous ancient battle where there was an eclipse?
1: Uh, I know there was one in the Bible where that happened. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a typical thing. Uh, but was that... Oh, was it the siege of Vienna? No, I think you're right. There was a famous battle where that happened. Yeah. Um,
0: the There was the Battle of the Eclipse, oh. which led to a draw. It was fought in the early 6th century BC in Anatolia between the Medes and the Lyd- Lydians.
1: Oh. Oh. Cool. What's that? So, yeah. I don't know. You know.
0: Some Turkish battle. The
1: Greeks mm-hmm. fighting each other.
0: Herodotus wrote about it.
1: In Asia province.
0: It led to a peace treaty and ending a six-year war. Cool. Nice. So that's basically, you know, God or whatever just being like, no, <laughs>
1: stop it. Drop <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Drop it. Yeah, like I flickering mi- the lights on and off. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, teens. <clears throat> then Avienda, uh, while in this great battle, gets into a duel with Hesalom and some other Black Aja types. Yeah. And, and wins. Yeah. yeah. And she just S-
0: slices their arms off, except Hesalom gets away.
1: She, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, they do like a circle thing, right? So, is I mean, like, I don't know much about these fancy weeds, so she just blasts them out with heat, <laughs> heat rays do, or whatever. Yeah,
1: how about fire? Yeah. Does fire work on these guys? It uh, does,
2: but they do try and use some balefire uh, against her.
1: Yeah, and at one point, she blocks the balefire with a rock. Uh-huh. She lifts up a big rock, the balefire hits the rock, and the balefire makes the rock pop out of existence. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay, what are the rules here? Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's a yeah. great question. Because it's established clearly that balefire cuts into hillsides, right? Uh-huh. And like through like
0: buildings and shit. Yeah. Yeah, which so, I assume are made out of
1: rock. So he Brandon Sanderson mentions that there that if it's a distinct object, then it makes it disappear wholesale. So if it goes into a building and hits like a, a glass on a shelf, does it make the glass disappear or does it cut through that? What are the rules here, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like is, if it hits somebody in the chest and they're wearing a shirt, is that shirt not a distinct object? Let's
2: let's be honest that if we're really like we, we can't pull the bailfire thread too hard, right? Because no. like it it, yeah. it it you know the whole like deleting things back in time thing yeah. that gets complicated right yeah it's like
0: the time turn in harry potter you just gotta let it go
2: because <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I it's, so. it's never gonna make
1: sense i really thought it was like pattern magic and in my analysis like the the pattern was just people right it's all how people and people affect each other through lives the pattern was not the world yeah right so the balefire operated differently on people because people are like i don't know conscious agents or whatever or they just count differently in the cosmology of this world than a rock does that,
2: that, but not that, right here well that that that's true of the dream at least right like we notice that there are certain things that show up in the dream and yeah, certain things that don't i guess
1: it's true it's been a lot of
2: time thinking about this yeah no i mean it's
1: it's uh although maybe that's why the I and i are always like you know you, you can't use balefire too much because then that'll get people thinking about how it works <laughs> <laughs> and they'll realize it doesn't make any sense
0: oh jeff you're such a brown <laughs>
1: And then uh, Aviana sets about organizing the Chandlers in the defense of Thakandar after she drives away Hesalam. Uh, Hesalam's just getting her ass kicked all over the place. Does she, she ever win a fight?
0: I mean, it's not really her thing, right? I guess that's true. Yeah.
1: Then Rand leads his crew up the mountain towards the Pit of Doom. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, his old wound bleeds on the rocks of Shil'gul. Mm-hmm. Check. <laughs> yep, got it. Per the prophecy, did it uh and i think i always assume that to mean like the blood was a metaphor he was gonna die or get hurt
2: there yeah, you you know what you can't you can't under interpret prophecy so right you
1: could have just gotten a nosebleed from the altitude and <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would have counted
2: <laughs> yep doesn't say it's his blood you know maybe he just got like a vial of blood he's like whoops
1: it's true I mean, it's like he got it from somebody else but it's his in the sense that he owns it
2: right exactly yeah the dragon's blood this is the <laughs> blood i brought with me yeah. i had this blood for days it's
1: <laughs> carrying it around then he links up with moraine and Nynaeve to use Kalendor.
2: Yeah, which is a bad idea, right? Like this is a thing. Uh, I mean, well no, no, it's it's the fact that he because he's the the leader of the link, he could he can still be taken, right? Like that was the whole thing.
1: Like, y- yeah, that was I think I guess there were two flaws. One that it's uncontrollable without two women to link up with, and two that it like has a has a backdoor you know, master root password.
2: I think the idea is that if Nynaeve had been heading the circle, then for example, then, then Rand couldn't be taken over or something.
1: Yeah. Or something. I, well, we'll go, I guess we're going to find out because he just goes right ahead with it. Yeah, he does. And uh, that all-caps voice speaks to him again Yeah, so the we, first book. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that was that the first book where we were, yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. haven't heard it since. That's right. As far yeah. as I know, we haven't heard it since. And that. So this must be the creator, right? So I think right? it is indeed time. Yeah, it's got to be the creator, right? Yeah. Or like the dragon left a bunch of voice memos for himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, can anyone else hear that? No, it's, it's just in my, oh yeah, voicemail in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. He goes into the pit of doom. Chapter 24, To Ignore the Omens, Icon of Shan chan So, let's cut away from that incredibly interesting thing. <laughs> that <laughs> this. was my thought, too. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Shan huh? Yeah, Fortuana observes Matt organizing the troops. Uh, Matt is being himself and yep. fitting in very poorly among the hierarchical
2: Shanchen. <laughs> she is like, I immediately regret doing this, you know? Like, yeah. Matt's <clears throat> unique style of leadership, I guess. She's having total second thoughts about this. Yeah, and the shanchan like... They don't know what to make of Matt, right? Um, like he's still doing his thing where he makes threats and they're, again, taking him seriously. He's like, I'm going to hang you by your toenails. And there's this guy who's like, I just don't think, you're, I don't yeah. think your toenails would, would be work? strong yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah
1: not, not that he doesn't think that he'll do it. That he just doesn't literally think that it will work. Yeah,
2: he's like, I think my toenails would break before I before I made it very far. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and during this, yeah. Fortuana for is deciding whether to... Put Matt away. I'm putting that in quotes because I assume that
1: means killing, killing right? yeah. Well, maybe because the she also thinks about how the Prince of Ravens is supposed to be her enemy or the enemy of the Empress and constantly trying to constant kill her. A constant threat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the Pink Panther and his sidekick, <laughs> <laughs> Kato, right. is all try, always trying to, to kill him. Right, that, I, this is
2: ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, but, I mean, it's, it's their their culture is terrible, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's all based on everyone trying to kill each other all the time.
1: And General Galgan is Matt's rival. And Tuan's like, yes, this is great. They should be fighting each other.
0: And Matt has no clue.
1: Yeah. He, he doesn't know. Or he, I probably wouldn't even really care. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he It's totally over his head or under his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, For renames him No Tie. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I I think this is
2: interesting too. As soon as she does this, in from her perspective, he's no tie, right? Like I, I think yeah. it's like an interesting like idea of shanshan culture is that once you say this thing, it is it is truth, right? Yeah, because
1: they got different names for different roles. Like now that he's the prince of the raven, he gives up his old name, or no one uses it. I don't know. I mean, she renamed Leilwen, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. and Leilwen like was into it. Leilwen was into it because she was a shanshan, but. Matt doesn't seem to notice that that's what happened. Well, I mean, I mean he's like, huh, that's a good name.
0: My <laughs> thought is he's had so many names that he doesn't really care.
2: Oh, maybe, That's yeah. a good point, yeah. yeah. I feel like Matt is going to struggle with this, like, having other names thing, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe he'll be fine with it.
1: Yeah. Then they get some news. Egwene has been defeated. And that, it, that the shang need to go, because that was the deal, that the were going to go support Egwene.
2: And just for a minute, Tuan thinks... I'm gonna go enslave all of those people.
1: Yeah, she's like, this is great. I can attack the White Tower now. Um, and then Matt kinda of guilts her into like actually adhering to the treaty. And this this, this Barely. <laughs> this pissed me off because this whole chapter she's thinking about how she represents order, and her duty is to bring order to the whole world, which has no order, without her. And it would be much better for everybody else if they were all slaves to the Shanshan Shan Empress, because then there wouldn't be all this chaos and strife. And then right here she's like Eh, I'm the Empress. Fuck a treaty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Tra- treaties are just words. I Wait, do what I want. Yeah. She's 100% a hypocrite. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. She doesn't actually believe any of that crap. It's all self serving. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: <sighs> uh, yeah. You know, em- empires, right?
1: <laughs> but she does agree to go. So they were, they're were they going to go back up Iguain. Uh I hope Iguain kills her, right? That'd be handy. Wouldn't, that be, cool? Wouldn't <laughs> that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if like, Gawain killed her? <laughs> Oh yeah, with the blood rings. Yeah,
2: yeah right? <laughs> Dude, wait, what if Gwyn dies killing her?
1: Oh, that would be so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, "We can, we don't understand. We've got we've got blood ring guards. We can't understand how anybody got through it." Uh, of course, no one would be stupid enough to put on two blood rings at once less <laughs> three. We didn't guard against that. He's <laughs> triple blood ring guards. <laughs> <laughs> He's extra shadowy. <laughs> So then Lan leads yet another charge in their doomed, ongoing battle. He sees the eclipse. It's funny because he's
2: like, he doesn't seem to mind that they're they're all doomed, right? Because he was like, eh, I was going to die three day, three weeks ago. So, yeah, you know. This, this is his thing. Yeah. This is all gravy, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I
1: mean, he courts death as suitor courts a maiden. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is like his wedding night, right? Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> he's like, man, it's been three weeks. It's, t- it's about time to get down <laughs> with death, guys. <laughs> Been a long engagement.
1: And then Elaine, with her army arrayed before the walls of Kyrian, gives them a stirring speech.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, okay. It's awfully focused on how many of them are going to die. <laughs> like, this speech yeah. is like, you're all going to die. But, oh, but man, it's going to be great when you die. I don't know. <laughs> I, but yeah, I mean, it works for him. I
0: mean, she uses the word blood too much, too. It's a lot yeah. of blood in there. Yeah. Blood, blood, blood. Who's
2: with me?
1: <laughs> and then they don't share. <laughs>
2: They raise their swords.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I've read I've read a few uh, like pre-battle speeches. I have never received or given one, of course. Oh, and apparently yet. it's yet. yes, so far. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's, it's pretty common to talk up the enemy a little bit because the idea is the the troops know how dangerous it is. They know what danger they're in. So if you lie to them, they're not going to respect you. Yeah. So what you do is you say like, yeah, it's extremely dangerous, but we're going to win because. We are the men of Rohan, or we've got a great tactical plan, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a. If you haven't, you should read Eisenhower's D Day speech. It's really good. All right, cool. It's not that long. Uh, Let's see. So then she informs
2: Brigida that she will not be going back to the command tent.
0: No. But will be
2: instead fighting in the battle. <laughs> right, and Brigida narrowly talks her down from sitting on, from fighting on the front line. Front
0: lines, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's
1: like, just, just try not to get shot in the first wave of arrows, please. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I, like it, it's in this moment that I was like, oh yeah, she and Gawin are definitely
1: related. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the thoughts. She actually puts Brigida down pretty hard. Like, you are you my border or not? I'll, I'll give you away to somebody else. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think Brigida is thinking like, you know. I have several memories of shooting warrior queens down to the saddle because they charged in front of the army. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what happens. That's, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, but then the battle is joined and Elaine is with them. And okay. Okay. This is good trek-handing. Right? Right. Like a warrior queen riding forth into battle, blazing away with fire. And, and that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's pretty badass. And then, you know, they, they're unloading with the
2: dragons
1: and everything. It's, yeah, all, it's yeah. all pretty cool. Massacring the, the Trolloc horde. I yeah. guess
0: her weakness from being pregnant, her weakness in the power, isn't a thing anymore. Because she's bragging about how she's worth like a thousand fighters. I think they mentioned yeah. that
2: it was only temporary and that it would that would be oh. less so as she got more further along or something. I don't yeah. know.
1: Okay, sure. If I recall correctly... And let me explain pregnancy to you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here, here's the thing. Well, actually,
2: Alice. Doesn't,
1: doesn't in, like, the last trimester or whatever, don't, like, the the like hormonal mood swing type stuff die down a little bit? No. I thought it did. Like, there was, like, a home stretch where you felt uh, okay.
0: I mean, the beginning is the worst, is for right? sure, with mm. all the, like, cha- physical changes and stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. I well, didn't did you, notice any changes. Did you find that your magic came back <laughs> <laughs> in the later stages <laughs> of pregnancy?
0: Yeah.
2: Um but also uh there is a moment of like reflection here where uh elaine looks at the dragons doing their thing and i think this is the first time that she actually like internalizes how horrific these weapons could be yeah um but she she's like but i'm gonna make sure that no evil ever gets these these things (laughs) so right yeah
1: yeah. Egwene still doesn't quite get
2: it. There's also a moment here where she talks, where she thinks about how stupid it would be to go up against Charlotte with, with swords on foot. I was like, <laughs> uh huh. Okay. could win go going up against <laughs> swords with swords on foot. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, God. It's just so, so good.
1: Uh, so then, Iteralde leads the defense of Thakandar.
0: Oh, poor Itteralde!
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's kind of sad, but he's like, he's just so ecstatic to be fighting
1: a war with like actual resources. He's like, this is this like, is great. We've got enough food. Like, I've got reserves. I can I can cycle people in and out. Like, when is the last
2: guy? This when was the last time this guy actually had a a, a, a military conflict and had resources? Because he's been doing this like this guerrilla thing for. A long time now, right? It's
1: been one like doomed last stand after another. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but dude is super triggered. Like he's got such bad PTSD and he's still right in it.
1: Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's been having disturbing dreams. Yes. That are intruding on his waking thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And the sea folk are fighting the Dark One over the weather. Because the dark one's trying to like storm them, whatever. The yeah, you remember reading.
0: that bowl yeah. they had? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the thing again. Remember
1: that like, I don't know, was it two books or whatever they'd spent dealing with that bowl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now they're yeah, they're back with the great. bowl. Great.
2: And they're very interested in the steam wagons. Yeah, of course. That's interesting. Yeah. Of course.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. uh steamboats, right? Yeah, of course, because day is like, well, why would they need that? It's not as good as a horse. Mm. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. Let's see. And, yeah, Itraldi wins, though, in this immediate sense. He slaughters a whole bunch of Trollocs with this uh, Basically clever... Basically barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, he gets some barbed, effectively natural barbed wire and lures the Trollocs into it and, and destroys them and, and they flee and he's really into it. He's yeah. like, this is great. I love <laughs> he's, this. He's like,
2: it's one thing when you're fighting humans, but these guys, oh, man, you could just do whatever you want to.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. No prisoners, no nothing. It's just kill a clock. Ooh. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in it for the vengeance. Chapter 25, Quick Fragments, Icon of the Dragon. Uh, Egwene's army forms up to to hold again, Uh, the remnants of her army. Uh, There's this nice bit where Swan Sanchez suspects Egwene has been turned to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a reasonable concern at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: She does a little, like, a little, like, did you get body snatched quest? Yeah. Sorry question
1: thing, but... Right, which, I mean, I, I, I admire the motivation, but... If they're turned, they still have their the memories. Well, yeah. so there's two different kinds of things that could happen
2: here, right? There could be like I'm a forsaken wearing Egwene's face. Yeah. Then that test would catch that. But yeah, if it's a uh, someone who's been like you know turned to the shadow, right. That wouldn't work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but also she she, so after this happens, she asks for something that only they would know. She meant she thinks oh yeah, and I did tell Sherry about it, and she's a black Aja. Yeah. But hey, I'm tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, if uh, if we're if if I'm wrong, we're all fucked anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, you gotta play to your outs, as they say. Yep. Uh, they notice that the Shan Shan are coming, and Egwene is not cool with that. She's skeptical, as she should be,
2: yeah. right? Because Tuan, just, like,
1: yeah. she yeah.
2: literally just, in the last chapter, was like, maybe I should just enslave all those Aes while I have the chance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Egwene should be watching them very carefully.
1: Right, which is good. Good. Somebody should be watching them. But Absolutely. as far as we know, they are coming to help. So good. Shan Shan versus Sharans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hope Should they fight? kill each other yeah i hope they <laughs> yeah. kill each other to death
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> then finally rand goes into the pit uh he goes into that really cool this shrinking this cave, cavern thing yeah where the mm-hmm. teeth get closer and closer but he uses his pattern will to to not have to kneel uh that's neat mm-hmm. um, moradin is there and challenges rand to a sword fight duel did you catch what more what was there with moradin uh, oh yeah, yeah. There's like a like a, the the husk of Shadar Haran, I, I think, think it's what it was. Yeah, the husk of Shadar
2: Haran, and which is been the, birthed. It was just birthed like a void, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a black hole or something, like a, an inky black void that's like the nothing is nothing that ever nothinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people, everybody looks at it, thought they knew what nothing was, but now.
2: Oh, that's nothing. That's, that's nothing. nothing right there.
1: <laughs> so I guess that was Shadar Haran's point. I, I I wish we'd had some scenes with him with like a big belly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, are you? Are you no, never mind.
1: <laughs> you you seem like you're glowing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a, a dark glow to you. <laughs> a shadowy glow. But But then yeah, then Moridin challenges it to a sword fight and thus you, begins I, the first phase of Rand's Sword Fight the Dark One plan. I,
1: I think this is kinda dorky, right? Just having a sword fight with Moridan, but like they're both super into it, right? The, the, no. <laughs> and they're okay,
2: they're both like the most powerful wizards in existence, right? Yeah. And they're sword fighting.
1: Yeah, just, th- hmm. I just it's an interesting choice. <laughs> And so they, they're they going to have a duel. Yeah. And uh, I like this. I like the characterization of Morden where the, the reason now that he's fighting for the Dark One, even though he at least sees how shitty it is to work for the Dark One because he's been around forever, is because he also sees time as a wheel forever. And this is the only way out. This is the only way to get oblivion and not be trapped in this cycle forever. Yeah. Like, as if the <laughs> Dark One deletes everything.
2: Yeah. Uh, he knows it. That- you know, you don't get out with suicide, so he's like, what's the next step? <laughs> yeah. I delete my soul. You know, I bet you, based on what we know now, I bet he could delete his soul other ways, you know? Yeah. Without destroying all of existence. He
1: must have thought about it, right? Yeah. I mean, but I guess balefire doesn't count. Ah, it seems like it would. Right? Balefire a mirror? Does balefire reflect in a mirror? Can you just balefire on toe? You just like hold your foot up and balefire your foot, right? Right? Yeah. Well, you know, but you couldn't because it deletes you back in time. So before you would have bailfired yourself, so the bailfire doesn't happen. Oh, that's right. See, this This is the problem with bailfire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what if you bailfire yourself? <laughs> Answer that question. That's, uh, and that's yeah, that's cool. So they get into a fight, I guess. And yeah. then. And they're for, yeah, they're sword fighting now. Speaking of sword fighting. Yeah, Lan is fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting.
2: Okay, Lan is doing <clears throat> Cherry Petal Kisses the Pond. A thousand percent is. That's like. Yeah, I mean, that's like it was. That, that's like that's like just the tip, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Len is definitely not not having sex. He's definitely <laughs> sword fighting. Uh,
1: and he notes another tactical mistake by Agomar. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like two two army forces being sent to the same place. Yeah. Uh,
0: Hope they sort that out soon
2: Yeah Oh right. also He notes that He thinks the Trollocs Are actually trying to Capture him Not kill him
1: Yeah I wonder why That would be
2: Because he's famous He's land They have a name for him Yeah that Mudrukar. That's right They're probably like <laughs> We want to keep this guy or, or at least You know Like torture him a little bit
1: Yeah I, He can't be turned Right Or I, I don't know
2: no, no, they, I, I bet they want to try
1: Yeah it's Just that That is odd Yeah then Perrin tracks Grandal to the Pit of Doom. Yeah, and, and oh, this, this is great too.
2: He's there in Thakendar, and like he, the, the the war is happening, and, and I guess the I guess this is like the dream and the reality. the The walls are thinning, so like the armies keep fading in and
1: out. Yeah, yeah like yeah, super cool impressions of struggle, you know, all around. And the time is weird because I think both because he's near Rand and because he's near the Pit of Doom and because he's in the dream. Like time is moving at a weird pace, so the, the, some people are frozen. Uh, and he finds Slayer about to kill Rand through from the dream or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess this is a, again the situation
2: where the, the walls are so thin that if he shoots an arrow in the dream, it would kill Rand in reality. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But Perrin stops it,
1: stops the arrow, it saves
2: Rand's life. Like knocks it out of the air with his hammer. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh,
1: it's really neat. Uh, and then Perrin like, well, I guess I'm done here, and he leaves.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Slayer, Slayer vanishes, and Perrin chases out. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, then the uh, then Slayer uh, it freaks out because everything Perrin does is freaky now. Yeah, and Slayer leaves, and Perrin chases him out, and he and Gall and Slayer and a bunch of those red haired Aiel have like a a crazy fight.
2: Yeah, this is great. Gaul is
1: teleporting around like yeah.
2: using his spear. Gaul's oh.
1: figured it out. Yeah, and all these uh, the the. Bad Aiel haven't figured it out, so they're all like using their Dream Warrior stuff, and and Perrin and Gall are sorry, Perrin and Slayer are having like a Nightcrawler teleport fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really awesome. It's a lot of fun. Let's see. But they but they
2: are between Slayer and the Aiel, they're actually kind of getting their asses kicked.
1: Yeah, yeah, because there's so many of them, and the Aiel are all Chandlers too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which works really well unless you're Perrin, the Dream Warrior, and you can just like make a really silly counter to everything they do yeah. oh i turn your fire to smoke i turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. your
2: rock wall into a, a metal i don't know yeah
1: <laughs> yeah uh so anyway, he gets the some- parents training montage has totally paid off he is now better than slayer oh yeah yeah, yeah. he wins
2: but he does uh, have to call in uh his wolf bros
1: yeah he, he drives slayer out of the dream yeah and then calls in the wolf bros to help with all these these faux i channeling guys yep
0: which they do Sh- Land fear pops up.
1: Yeah, like they they kill them all except Perrin, Like kind of captures them. He t- yeah. He, he wills two of their minds away. Yeah. He's like, like I don't want to kill them because you know killing this, people in the dream. This is like big sigh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you're you followed Slayer into something like an ambush, and you find a bunch of like psycho ideal male channelers with, with file down teeth, teeth yeah. uh-huh. fighting in the blight and you're like these guys need another chance everyone, just, everyone, everyone a
2: deserves team. a second chance come on yeah. <laughs> Lanfear just like appears and is like dude you should just kill like, like, him like, she
0: says grow the fuck up yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, he's yeah. like come on man come on and like, Gaul's like
1: you have enough information to make the, the right decision but also I can tell you these guys are bad yeah
2: <laughs> And Perrin uh, attempts to do the, the, he actually attempts to will them to the light with his, <laughs> yeah. with his powers and it doesn't work. So yeah. so Gaul's like, fine, I'm, I'll fucking do it.
1: You know, so. <laughs> yeah, because they're throws.
2: Gaul's like, like, this is dumb.
1: Thank you, Gaul. <laughs> yeah. Next time do that to Grandol.
2: Yeah, but Gaul is suitably impressed that Perrin has managed to take to uh, evil Chandler Guy <laughs> Yeah. He's like, that's pretty cool, you know.
1: No. Um, and
0: then we get to my favorite part, Yeah. when uh, he meets up on the other side of the veil or whatever with Naive and Moraine, and the way oh, he manages yeah. to communicate with them is by shouting really loudly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How can I get a message through to them? Yeah, it works. It's you know? just
0: like when he went through the dream spike, he just like ran <laughs> yeah. at it real hard. Yeah. He just has to yell really loudly. Yeah, so he's not there. Hear
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and he gets the message through that he's going to turn on the dream spike so they can't... Uh, travel out and then he does that he turns on the dream spike in the pit of doom so that slayer can't come back
2: yeah and warns nanny that she can't get out also uh
1: just a heads up yeah yeah and and, uh, it seems to him like the the nothing is drawing in the air so i think it really is kind of like a black hole where it's just sort of sucking in
2: yeah i I was thinking of this like a hole in reality where like the world is leaking out you know yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it's kind of cool Yeah, it's really neat oh and also after setting up the dream spike Parent uh, talks to the wolves, and he sets up a worldwide wolf web.
0: <laughs> that's
1: W-W-W-W. W, yeah,
0: four Ws. That's yeah. right,
1: yeah. They, they teach him the, the format of the packet to send if, it, if Slayer shows up to let him know wherever he is. Yeah, that's right. And uh, sets them to guarding uh, Shadow Killer in his battle with. Uh, does Ishmael have a name? I I wait no, isn't who's Eye Blinder? Wait, Sight Blinder. Sightblinder. Sight Blinder. Yeah. Sight Blinder. Maybe it's Sight Blinder. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I really actually have started to like these, like, parent dream adventures he's been having. Uh-huh. Where he just sort of bops around different places and, like, you know, chips in here, chips in there. Yeah, yeah. There's all these fights going on. He just, like, you know, just, like, tips the scales a little bit, right? Yeah, right? Comes in, blocks the arrow from Slayer, fights Slayer a little bit, like, messes with Grendel so she can't do anything, fights Grendel a little bit. Yeah. he was. A, like, the, I, I was making fun last episode of his plan to just wander around in the dream and see if he sees anything, but it's working mean, so on. far it's like yeah. so far he's doing way better than is like his companions right like, he's like mvp of the last battle so
2: far I yeah think. yeah in terms of like total aggregate like success <laughs> yeah. that's perrin right
1: yeah he's just add,
2: he's a value add everywhere he goes that's right yeah i know so uh yeah
1: keep it up perrin you're doing great
2: <laughs> whatever you're doing
1: just keep doing it yeah so that's it for this episode next time we're going to cover chapters 26 through 29 of a memory of light I'm Jeff Lake, that's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan, that's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram.
1: I'm Mike Sparkman, that's Little those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the, the light
2: illumine you.